because like right now, dude, America is a disheveled fucking mess. We have impeachments going on, storming the fucking capital, divisions among parties, people, fucking races, like everyone's going wild at each other. It feels like it's on the verge of a next civil war. And we don't talk about that shit on this podcast because it's a bummer. Welcome to Cheer Up Ed's podcast, guys. <laughs> this is going to be fun. One. This is going to be cool. Look, we're here to have fun. We're here to have a good time. This is your new favorite shit. This is your new favorite. Remember, don't be a bummer, okay? Let's do this. What's up, babe? Welcome to episode three of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio, coming to you from my basement of my home that is not handicap accessible, even though it should be at this point because I'm basically a cripple because guess what? This just in, your boy's old. Just found that out yesterday. Not bouncing back, okay? So I had taken the longest stretch of time from working out that I have since I started working out when I was like 14 years old. Prior to working out, was like 10 days, okay? And then before I had a daughter, I was the guy that was like, you know what's really sad? When adults get children and careers and then they just let themselves go and they get out of shape. It's just so sad. I was that guy and then I had a daughter and I didn't work out for over three months. October 7th was my last workout, and then I was just like, you know what? Based off of scheduling and time and the amount of assistance that my wife would like when I'm home, no more working out, cutting it. Because it had turned into that thing where it became a hindrance, it became a problem, it became a thing that was like always in the back of my head like, okay, you get off work, you got to rush home, you got to you know, take Gracie from Jordan so that... Jordan can go eat her first meal of the day, probably, and maybe shower, maybe shower, whatever she wants to do. Maybe she wants, maybe she wants to scrub the bathroom and that might sound super misogynistic, but my wife's love language is cleaning the bathroom. All right. She's told me on multiple occasions that she would rather clean 10 bathrooms than unload one dishwasher. And that's some chaotic type of brain energy type shit. And that's my wife and I love her so much, but it got to the point where I was like, Okay, so I got to do this, and then I got to take Gracie, and I got to – not got to take Gracie. Dude, by the time I get home, I want to. Like, so bad. I'm just like, all I do is miss my girls when I'm home. So right when I get home, it's like, gimme, 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 gimme. Baby, please, gimme, 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 gimme. But there was always that thing in the back of my head. It's like, but you got to, you know, you got to get your workout in. So that's an hour out of the day, like minimum. So how are you going to start fitting that in? And then there was the whole exhaustion level where it's like, okay, you have, you have the schedule from – from seven o'clock at night to one thirty in the morning, Gracie is your responsibility. Hey, and also your wife is a little bit prone for anxiety. So make sure that you don't fall asleep next to Gracie. You need to be up and you need to be attentive and make sure that when Gracie moves, nothing's covering her face, that her breathing patterns are normal, which it sounds like I'm giving my wife shit. I'm not, I was on board with it too, because guess what? Also control freak. Also nervous about first time. There's so many parents that are listening to this right now that are like, oh, my God, by the time we had our third, we just, you know, we would just put them face down in a freaking couch cushion. They were fine. And the, like that gives me just the utmost nerves. 
that just makes me want that makes me want to drop into a cold sweat by the way i just turned up the level so if the levels just changed i'm sorry i'm sorry if i just blew your speakers out because you had the volume turned up to full max but anyways I'm one of those guys that's super analytical about everything. Like I assess my day to day so frequently that it's like, how can I be more efficient? And it's super annoying. I'm not going to write a book or anything because too many, so annoying. I'm also one of those guys that, hey, I'm not going to give you my serious opinion as to ask for it. I'm not going to try to project like, well, you see what I do that's worked for me in my life unless I'm having that conversation with someone where it's directly related. I hate those people. You know how exhausting those people are? Where it's like, huh, yeah, man, life's been crazy lately. Life's been nuts. I've been, you know, we got to run to get chores at the store. And it's like, and it's like, oh, it's kind of stressful. And then another person comes in. It's like, well, according to fucking, according to Stephen Covey, if you want one really, really good way to harness the power of your essence and just take time out of your day to be the most powerful and efficient person possible. Don't do that to people unless they ask for it and also talk in a normal voice. Okay. But it was one of those things where I did have to assess what my responsibilities were in that moment. So if I'm at the one thirty in the morning shift with my daughter and then I'm waking up at five o'clock every single day to go to work, let's just do some fast math. About three and a half hours of sleep, okay? And then my work is pretty physically strenuous. I you know, live off caffeine pretty aggressively throughout the day. And also, baby girl was having stomach issues for a really long time, so there was the added stress of trying to resolve that those issues. The last thing I need to be paying attention to is, are my muscle fibers still popping when I take my shirt off? Dude, fuck, I was, God, that's, it just goes to show that, hey, if you're under 25, don't give an opinion about anything, because you haven't figured shit out, you haven't lived enough life. You can have your opinions, you can have your life experiences, you can have the way that you approach life in your head, but that's where it should stay, okay? Okay, honey? Keep them in your fucking brain, all right? Unless someone requests it, unless you're having a direct conversation where they're like, what do you think? And then fucking unload about Stephen Covey and the fucking Ten Commandments of Leadership or whatever. I don't know what book. I'm not even referencing a specific book. But but it was one of those things where I was like, okay, if I just eliminate my need, quote unquote, to work out right now, knowing that when Gracie matures a little bit and our life kind of falls back into a little bit more of a pattern because it's obviously so hectic, newborn and stuff. When my when we fall back into a pattern, I'll just get right back into working out. And so I did. Like, I just eliminated it. Dude, it was like kind of, it just was like a weight off my shoulders. It was one less stress that I had to wor worry about throughout the day. And I didn't work out for three months and three days. I think that was like the final tally. Longest stretch I've gone without working out since I was 14. I'm pretty sure the longest stretch before that was like 10 days. And I got severely out of shape. I'm, I'm one of those people that when I stop working out, I lose muscle mass. I don't like gain fat, but I got severely out of shape in terms of like my lung capacity. And was that six steps? Can you breathe? Okay. Yes. Was that seven steps? Are you winded? Yes. That was seven steps. It was one of those things where it's like, Hey, will you run upstairs? And I went, oh, fuck. like it was one of those things. All right. So the beginning of last week, I got back into working out. I was like, all right, we're, we, we've developed a little bit different system. People are sleeping more regularly. Gracie only wakes up one time a night. Our lives are kind of 
in a flow state. We're doing good. Why don't you go ahead and get back to working out, bud? And I was like, all right, cool. So I got back into working out last Monday, first day, hit it hard, super fun, just a little bit of soreness, felt good. Second day, hit it hard, super fun, a little bit of soreness, which once again, feels good. It feels like you accomplished something. Third day, super gymnastic heavy thing. I hadn't hung from a bar or done any sort of gymnastics in over three months. And it was a partner workout where I was training next to somebody doing back and forth reps. So you're like pushing each other to try and finish the workout faster. And I attacked the workout as if I had been training for two a days for a year and a half. And now I can't straighten my arms. I fucking ruined my ligaments and tendons in my elbows because of my pride. I have a tattoo on my arm of Icarus falling from the sky, which is a direct story on controlling your hubris and remembering not to get too cocky because life will knock you down. I have that permanently tattooed on my body and I just still sometimes just go, fuck it. I'm the best. And now I can't straighten my arms. I'm not kidding you. I'm recording this podcast. Picture it. I'm sitting in my seat. Okay. I have my microphone in front of my face and my hands are in front of my belly button because I can't reach for things. McCripple, handicap accessible house is what I need. I was driving today and we have the iPad sitting on the middle console thing that like routes out the deliveries and I hit bump and the iPad fell and I lunged for it and I almost cried. That's where we're at. All right. So the tendon, the tendon that connects to your bicep is so inflamed that if I try to extend it past the 90 degree point, tears. And the cool thing is, is my left arm was like that yesterday. So I was like, God, at least it's only in my left arm. Even though I'm left-handed, super inconvenient. I could still do stuff with my right arm. Woke up this morning. It's kind of like my right arm was like, no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. Don't even worry about it. I got you. Left arm wants to be a little bitch about this. Right arm, I got you. We're fine. And then woke up this morning and right arm was like, psych, bitch. You're double crippled. You can't reach for anything. Okay. Have fun turning a steering wheel or wiping your ass. I am a nervous shedder. It's just how it, the door has to be open. As opposed to my wife, who two weeks into us dating took a monster shit while I was in the shower. All right. I don't know if I've already told that story. It's it's a story that's so prevalent in my brain because it basically laid the bedrock of a foundation with my wife. The foundation of our relationship is built on the fact that two weeks after we got together, she was at my house or at my apartment and I was in the shower and I hear the door open and I go, bow, chicka, wow, wow, it's fucking game time, baby. And then five minutes goes by and I hadn't heard the door reopen and close again like she had left. So I slide. I'm like, where's that naked body at? And I slide the shower curtain to the side and she's just sitting on the toilet and I go, you shitting? She goes, looks at me like I'm the weird one and goes, yeah, like, like I'm dumb. Like, hey, I've been in here for over five minutes. Obviously, I'm shitting. You think this is a five minute pee? And I went, marriage. We get if she's that open with me from the jump, this girl's not going to have any. This girl's not going to have any walls up, which in hindsight is a lie. We had to break down some shit, but I'm a nervous shitter. And last night, 
I'm left-handed, like I said. I go to just normally pull toilet paper off with my left hand and then go to wipe with my left hand. Can't. Can't. Can't without crying. Okay? And I just don't want I just don't want a tear fest in the bathroom. Pooping's supposed to be an enjoyable experience. You're relieving your body of some tension. And so I called out to Jordan and said, Hey babe. She's like, Yeah, will you wipe my ass? And I was like 30% serious. You know, there's a seven it's mainly a joke. But part of me in the back of my brain was like, it'd help. You know? It it it'd be nice if you just wanna literally lend a hand she didn't of course but then she was like if you're asking me to do this this has got to be serious because hey papa's in the toilet doors closed okay also don't talk to me through the door don't like that either not comfortable don't know why just how i am i have weird shit like that like i don't know if that would be quote unquote weird that i like to shit in private but it's weird in my household when it's doors open let's have a free-flowing conversation when everybody else is sitting on the toilet, but it's weird for me because I'm, hey, lock me in my closet and I don't exist for six to 47 minutes. But I, I like that's the thing that's me. Another thing that's really, really weird is it's developed in like the last six years. So you guys know like ASMR, like that thing where like people like scratch on the microphone and shit and like here's me eating an octopus vagina into a really turned up mic you know or they'll just be like sup girl like it's like i don't know it's like the whisper shit where it's like supposed to doesn't asmr have like an acronym for something like autonomic cervical no that starts with a c that starts with a c First word I tried to just throw out there starts with a C. Didn't graduate college. Anyway, that shit has the opposite effect on me. So there's usually people that like they get goosebumps and it's like a super relaxing experience when they listen to ASMR. That's why it's like has exploded in such popularity. And then there's the other people that are just kind of like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I just like I feel nothing. And it's like, yeah, I, I get that. I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. It makes me nauseous. Listening to someone's mouth, like hyper close, makes me like physically ill. And I'm not being like, ugh, that's disgusting. It makes me sick. I'm saying like a vomit reflex hits me. And it started, it, it started like six years ago. I was eating at a diner with a collection of people. I can't tell this collection of people i can't say who it is because as they listen to the podcast pretty high all right but i'm eating with this collection of people and i'm sitting across from someone and they're eating pancakes dude i'm not even kidding you i just kind of gagged a little bit like just the thought and they weren't like chewing with their mouth full or anything or talking with their mouth full they were just eating but it was the it's like the first memory i have of this quote unquote trigger going off when I picture someone else's mouth chewing food and swallowing it it makes me fucking grossed out to where like I can't I can't I, I can't eat anymore like it takes away my appetite and it has nothing to do with the person it's everybody except for my wife like I've literally never had this experience with my wife like 
our favorite we're foodies dude our favorite thing to do is like eat in front of each other and have conversation and talk with our mouths full and shit like i've never had that ever before but anybody else eats in front of me it wrecks me and i don't know what it is Someone told me, like, maybe you have, like, a touch of mis- misophonia or misophonia. Yeah, misophonia, like the hatred of sound. Misophonia. This is directly from Wikipedia, so you know it's true. Misophonia, meaning hatred of sound, is a proposed neurological condition in which certain sounds trigger emotional or physiological responses others may deem unreasonable. Reactions to trigger sounds range from anger and annoyance to activating a activating a fight or flight response so there's something to this but here's the thing that fucks me up about it it wasn't the sound we were in a diner it was loud you know like it's not the sound necessarily although i did start this off by saying asmr really bothers me and i'm kind of just putting this together maybe it is the sound maybe it's like i have the predetermined sound of what someone chewing food sounds like and then it and then later on it was matched with that image of like watching the people eat and now oh maybe it is misophonia maybe i'm fucked up the the condition is sometimes called selective sound sensitivity syndrome common triggers include oral sounds e.g loud breathing chewing swallowing clicking sounds like keyboard tapping finger tapping windshield wipers oftentimes hated sounds are repetitive in nature Although the condition was first proposed in 2000, it has yet to be considered a diagnosable condition. Oh, so it's fake. It's another what, Dude, everyone's just trying to find out, hey, I have problems too. And mine's called osinolamonophobia silica. You know what? I, like, people are just making shit up now. It's like, I just, I don't like when carpet's too fuzzy and it's a trauma trigger disorder. Like, I don't like I don't like that level and I feel like I'm kind I'm 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 stepping onto that line. All I know is I can't watch people eat. It makes me sick. And I have yet to meet someone who has that same thing. When I told Jordan about this, her and I have the most like open and accepting relationship I've ever seen and it's just and it happens to be mine so I'm super duper lucky that way. When I told her about this, her only response was, "Yeah, that's kind of fucking weird." And I was just like, "Yeah. Yeah. I I guess it's kind of, I guess it's kind of weird." And but don't get me wrong. It obviously everyone hates, well, most people. Almost everyone hates when people like chew with their mouth full when you can like see someone masticating their food. Obviously most people hate that. You got to understand, this person wasn't being quote unquote gross with the way that they were eating. They were just eating normally. Mm, take, oh, pancakes. Take a little bite of a pancake, chew with your mouth closed, swallow it, and it was over. And it made adrenaline surge through my body. So, I don't know. I feel kind of fucking weird about that. And <laughs> and it's for that reason right there that uh, you shouldn't, everyone's got their own shit. Okay, everyone's got their own fucking problems. Shouldn't listen to everybody. All right. But you might have someone that you like worship that you think's the greatest thing on earth. But they like to take watercolor Crayola markers and color their taint depending on what mood they're feeling that morning. You know what I mean? Like people have shit. And if you found out about the, the taint coloring, you'd be like, oh, I shouldn't care about your 
views on foreign policy because you fucked up. Now take that and mirror that across the board. Almost everyone shouldn't give their opinion on heavy issues. Well, you know what? Everyone can give their opinion. You shouldn't listen to everyone's opinion. I think that's the problem with everything right now is like everyone's listening to somebody else and it's like they're right because I agree with it and that's that. Because like right now, dude, America is a disheveled fucking mess. We have impeachments going on, storming the fucking capital, divisions among parties, people, fucking races, like everyone's going wild at each other. It feels like it's on the verge of a next civil war. And we don't talk about that shit on this podcast because it's a bummer. You shouldn't want to hear me talk about that shit on this podcast. You shouldn't want to. This thought should never cross your mind. I wonder what VJ's opinion is on that. Unless it's about something so benign and ridiculous and silly. Okay? Because I'm not an expert in any of that. I'm not an expert in any of that. And half the people that you're listening to on social media that just happen to have the same viewpoint as you, so it feels like it furthers your narrative, also are not experts, even though they might be self-expressive in that way. Does that make sense? You sh- Dude, you should not want to know what my political views are, what party I align with. Read your own shit. Make your own assessments. Don't listen to other people. That's the... That's what you should do. It's 2021. Have your own thoughts. Okay? But, I mean, I will I will be on it. Like, America, America is uh, America's looking like a college freshman that just broke up with her high school boyfriend who decided to visit Frat Row her first weekend to college. And she just doesn't know how to handle with everything that's getting thrown at her face. Does that make sense? It's a culmination brought on by your own damn selves. Mo- moving moving on from that. All right, let's just get into a little. I'm not going to do this every podcast. I know like the entire podcast last week was about TikTok, but we're going to have a little TikTok talk right now, okay? Because uh, because uh, we're a few weeks in and I have like 15,800 followers on TikTok. I was able to like do the whole analytics thing where it's like, here's the breakdown of your views. I'm a, Like I said at the beginning, I'm an analytics guy. I like numbers and shit. Here's the breakdown of your followers. Here's the breakdown of your views. Here's your percentages. Here's where people live. And it's like, I feel I feel like Facebook. I know all the fucking ins and outs. I have a, I have a few followers in Australia. A sup, Aussie? I, I, I probably just offended so many people because I don't know if that's the right accent. I mean, obviously, everyone gets British. And is it fucking British? I don't even know if I said the right word. Now I'm getting nervous. Here's why I'm getting nervous, okay? I... I have 15,800 people following me on TikTok. The analytics said that 89.3% of those are female. That's 14,109 females. Hey, ladies. You're scary, okay? Hey, this is a female podcast now because you're listening from the... Hey, ladies. I'm terrified of you. (laughs) I would rather go to battle against four different packs of gray wolves than offend 14,100 females. You scary. When I saw that stat, my butthole puckered. I was like, oh shit. Because your boy is known for being offensive. 
Your boys know from flying by the seat of his pants. And fuck, I just moved my right arm really fast. Ow! Anyways, your boys known for flying by the seat of his pants. And just letting shit fly and then listening back later after it's published. That's how I that's how I do this podcast. I I record the podcast, I edit it the same night, and then I'll listen to it a few days later after like my energy has kind of been. I listen to it back, I want to make sure it sounds okay. But guess what? It's already published at that point. It's already out there in the ether. Fourteen thousand one hundred women have already listened to it. And if your boy flies off the handle and says some shit, that's scary. But is it going to stop me? No, bitch. I'm still here, babe. Still here, still me. Still scared a little bit more, but still going to be doing the same damn thing. But I am going to cater to the 89.3% women. And hey, sup, girls. This is the ladies podcast now. What should we talk about? First subject, men. Ew. Am I right? <laughs> Fucking call her daddy. Call me and give me a fucking interview, babe. I'll just be right there with you. talking about like, you know what I love? Sucking dick. <laughs> I love sucking dick. I love bad boys. And also men are fucking disgusting. Men are cheats and liars. They're, a, they're such a big disgrace. They will tell you anything to get to second baseball. Baseball, he thinks he's going to score. If you let him go all the way, then you are a whore to culturist study beetles or something. Geologists study rocks. All boys want from you is a place to put their cock, roaches, beetles, butterflies, and bugs. Something, 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 I take it in the butt. I think that's how the song goes. But, yeah, so, like, men are gross. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are in for a fucking treat listening to this podcast, okay? Okay, babe? Welcome, like the intro says, welcome to your new favorite shit. All right? Let's talk about men lying. (laughs) First things first, it's not a lie that, like, obviously men lie. First off, everyone lies, okay? But men lie because it's easier. Men lie because it's easier. Because the questions usually that we're getting asked are going to lead to a conversation that we're just not at the mental capacity to talk about. We just don't really want to talk about that right now. So we're going to say some shit that's going to immediately diffuse any sort of leading question. All right. What's it called? There's like a fucking word for that now. Just like there's a word for that. Isn't it called gaslighting? When you say some shit in hopes of getting a emotional response from the other person. Isn't that called gaslighting? This is an educational podcast, VJ. Look it up and tell the people that don't know what gaslighting is because you don't know what gaslighting is because you're not with the times. Gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person or a group covertly sows seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or group, making them question their own memory, perception, or judgment. That should just be called talking with the ladies. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, it's a fucking joke. For example, okay, here's like here's like a little lie that I tell Jordan, okay? Every night before we go to bed, every night she's going off to bed. It's fucking 6.45 at night. She asks me, did you close the cl- curtains and lock the doors? Now, regardless of if I have or I haven't, I say yes because... 
I don't want to go out there and check them and or do the thing that I already knew I did or didn't do. I know whether or not I locked the doors and closed the curtains. I know whether or not I remembered or I forgot. I know right when she asks me. But regardless, whenever she asks, I say yes, because then she closes her eyes and sleeps peacefully. And I also get to lay there because guess what? At 1.30 when my shift is over and I go sleep out on the couch because I have an alarm set for five o'clock in the morning and I can't wake up my girls. So I do my three and a half hours of sleep on the couch so I could just pop up and go with zero disturbances to my beautiful women. I will then lock the doors and close the curtains. Okay. And that's, and that's like 10% of the time, 90% of the time I have already closed the curtains and locked the doors, but 10% of the time I forget I am a human. It is what it is. But every single time she asks, I say yes, because if I say no, not only am I going to be a, not only am I going to get a, well, will you go do that? And it's, I'm also going to get the, I ask you every night and I just, I, I don't want to do this. I know, baby. I know. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do. When Jordan tries to give me shit for like something around the house, I just, I go fucking immediately hard the other way to where it's like, I'm granted. Now I am, I do have my own things that are fucking annoying. And I know that. So when I get home from work, we have like, this little area right when you walk in from the door in the garage that's like open where like boots go and I always just take my work clothes off right there and pile them up because I have to put them right back on the next fucking morning so I just pile them right there now every now and then my under stuff will be on still like my stuff to stay warm and I'll wear that into the bathroom and take a shower and then leave that in the bathroom but I don't pick it up or throw it in a hamper because I go well in the morning I still have to come in and put my undergarment stuff on. So I'm just going to, I know they're right here. I'm just going to leave them right here. And I know how lazy that is. Hey, pick your undergarment stuff up and either go put it with your work clothes or put it in the hamper because you're creating clutter. And I know that. And to my wife's credit, seven times out of 10, she just grabs it and throws it with the pile or grabs it and throws it in the hamper, doesn't say anything. But as I am a man, and I do, I can break her down without even meaning to in terms of, oh, it's five days in a row that I've done the exact same thing with my clothes, and for five days in a row, she has picked it up. She doesn't need to pick up after me. She got a new baby, all right? Hey, VJ, don't be, don't be messy. Don't be disgusting. You have a wife who's a neat freak. You knew that when you got when you started dating her. Give her a little bit. Lend her a hand. Don't, no, not even lend her a hand. Take care of your own shit. Now, I know how fucking frustrating that can be for her, especially on days where she's a little tired. Okay. But when she brings it up to me, I, I go real aggressive the other way. You're know, like, like a fight, not like a fight, babe. This is the fifth day in a row. I've cleaned up your stuff off the bathroom floor and put it with your work clothes in the pile by the door where you keep the clothes so you can put them on early the next day. This is the fifth day in a row. I've had to pick it up and I go, fuck, it's the fifth fucking day in a row. You've had to pick that up. She's like, oh my God, because she's used to it by now. So she like rolls her eyes. She goes, oh my God. I go, I'm a fucking sack of shit. 
I'm fucking worthless. You know what? I'm calling a lawyer tomorrow for you, and I'm getting me the fuck out of this house because I'm not good enough. And she's like, would you just calm the fuck down and stop being so dramatic and just maybe pick up your clothes? You know what, babe? I will definitely pay more attention and try to pick my clothes up more if you will have me back. If you'll keep me in this beautiful life we've created together and keep me around to help raise my daughter and love you with everything I have in my life. If you can find it in your heart to keep me here, even though I'm a fucking sack of shit, I will do my best to clean up the clothes. And she goes, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, babe, you married a fucking performer and you know that. Now, That does one of two things. First of all, I do pay attention over the next week, and then eventually I drift away and I forget again. It just is what it is, okay? It's just like it's a a cycle of life. We're going to do what we've always done, but I don't get frustrated at her for asking about it because I get it, right? So I turn it into a joke, which immediately makes her frustration level go down in terms of like, why the fuck won't he just pick up his clothes, but then I turn it into an exaggerated joke and she kind of like rolls her eyes like, okay, hey, he hears me and he's just going to be fucking obnoxious for a second. And that has been, that has been a beautiful part of our relationship. And that doesn't even tie into me saying a lie. That's just a, that's just a, that's just a side story based off of the, based off of the curtains and the door thing. Okay. But make no mistake, ladies, your man is lying to you. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's lying about big shit. He might make up a lie to make his day sound a little more difficult so that you don't give him too much like you have the thought in your head of like, oh man, he's had a really hard day. Maybe I won't either bother him about this or ask him to do this. Maybe we could just sit here and enjoy each other's company. I don't want to add any stress to him because he's had a really long day. When in reality, day is fucking easy. We just don't want to do chores. <laughs> There's been there's been multiple times where I get home and I'm just like, God damn, it was so fucking frustrating. Like nothing was going right. I was just kind of like an adrenaline stress mess the entire time. And Jordan goes, all right, well, let's just, you know, let's get some dinner and let's hang out. And I was like, all right, cool. And where the where the flip side might have been, I don't even know. Hey, hey, babe, can you run and do this and do this and do this real fast? Or it's like, I just don't I just don't want to. No harm, no foul. And those lies. Hey, obviously. All right. I know this, that was, this is a weird cut from what I was just saying, but if you feel a difference in the tempo of this episode or like if the volume changed or something, it's because from right where I was just talking, wifey and baby girl showed up at the house and I hadn't seen them all day, went upstairs, hung out with them, and then nighttime routine kicked in so the, i'm recording the rest of this pod this episode on the second day so hey what's up how we doing well hey i, I, I missed you i missed you and I, and for me it feels weird because i feel like i've been away from you for a whole day but for you it's been t- 13 seconds i'm pretty sure that i was taught i was wrapping it up with uh uh guys lie and look here's the deal i'm not guy bashing okay and you might be like, he lies to his wife. That's fucked up. I don't lie to her about anything that's actually serious or harmful to our relationship. That's facts. That's facts 101. It's really weird to kick back into a podcast that I didn't like rev up for. Like, 
I don't know if you've noticed, but as the episodes go, I like start like the first five minutes. I'm kind of just getting into that rhythm of just talking it out. And then I start kind of flowing into the next thing. And it's like, God, he hasn't taken a breath in 37 minutes. That's wild. But now I'm just I know I'm in the middle of the episode and I'm just jumping into it. And, you know, hey, hey. But what I was going to say from the whole like guys lying thing, it's like we lie to make our lives easier. That's true. We also lie to make your lives easier. That's also true. And then we lie to each other man to man to make ourselves sound cooler. And it's just a lie. It's just a lie. Okay. There's this place called Goodin, G-O-O-D-I-N. It's like Goodin. I don't know. They make sinks and shit. Okay. And there's there was a delivery guy in the in the receiving area of the Gooden company. And um, this guy, if I'm just going to, you know, we're just going to break him down at face value. He was probably about 245 pounds um, at 5'8". Okay. And he wasn't jacked. So just put those three facts together. Picture in your mind. You're, right now, you're probably thinking like, ah, he probably has a little bit rounder face. Uh, does he Does he have a couple of chins? Yes. The answer is yes. Okay. He's talking to one of the receiving guys that I see all the time, Bruce. Bruce is the fucking man, one of the nicest people ever. But he's talking to Bruce, and you can tell this guy is one of those that's like, I'm, I'm so insecure about myself that whenever I have a new interaction with someone, I'm going to try to embellish my own life and talk it up. So that this person thinks I'm fucking cool. So I'm pretty sure Bruce said something like, how are you? You know, something just kind of run in the mill. How you been? What's going on? Man, life's been, man, life's been pretty great for me, man. I got laid last night. Mind you, I'm just listening to this. I'm not going to in- instigate. I don't want to talk to fucking Dale about how he got laid last night and just imagine like, okay, if she was giving him a blowjob, then his belly was literally resting on her forehead and she's got a white belly button sweat out of her eyes as she's doing the work because he's sweating even though he's doing nothing. I didn't want to, I already had that in my brain. I didn't want to add more to the conversation to then draw an even bigger painting. So I'm just, I'm just listening, just listening to fucking Dale and Bruce at this point. And Bruce, like Bruce, like I said, Bruce is a super nice guy. Bruce doesn't give a shit. But he was like, oh, good for you. What What are you supposed to say, first of all? What are you supposed to say? If you're not 16, what are you supposed to say? If a guy who you maybe have a little bit of contact with in terms of like you see him once every couple of weeks, you don't actually know anything about each other's lives, and you ask him how he's doing, and he goes, great, man. I got fucking laid last night. What are you supposed to say? Fuck yeah. Did you give it to her raw? <laughs> No, you go, cool, man. And that's exactly what Bruce did. He was like, yeah, good for you. And he was like, yeah, dude, I fucked her so hard. It like, And this this is a over 40-year-old man. He might have been just under 40. But he's talking like he's in the locker room of his fucking JV football team in high school. He's talking like, none of this is actually factual. But guess what, guys? I fucked her good, guys. <laughs> It's like, dude, you grown man. Okay, don't embellish. You know what probably happened? Maybe you did get laid. 
Um, you had to lay on your back because you get winded after nine seconds. She had to do all the work. She knows the little tips and, and I'm, I'm assuming this is like his wife, not just like a rando. She knows all the tips and tricks to make sure that that job gets done in under 60 seconds. So she pulled out all of her tricks so that she didn't have to stare at your chins for very much longer. And she pop, 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 boom, got you off. And then she went, oh, that was so good. And your ego went, pew, because it's been probably like seven and a half months. You know what I mean? You didn't fuck her good. But every guy that I've ever heard about having sex with any woman, it's always fucked her hard. Cool, dude. Like I mean, uh how about how about how about this follow-up question? Does she like it? Did she did she enjoy it? Or were you so focused on I wonder how hard and fast I can rip this 4 inches into here? To where she can actually feel it, you know, if she can't feel it normally, maybe I'll make her feel pain and I'll feel a little bit, I'll feel a little bit better about myself. Also, why are you telling the other guys that it's because men are fucking weird in their brain. It's like an alpha thing. And for some reason, hard sex has turned into like the alpha thing where it's like, dude, I fucked her so hard. Damn, dude, you must be better than me in bed, bro. <laughs> it's like, Hey, did she enjoy it? Or did she fake it, or did you get off and just pat yourself on the back job well done? Your dick's not a gift. That's the one thing I realized from the time that I was a high schooler, like early college years, to the time that I found my wife. Dick's not a gift. A gift, you present it, and the person is supposed to be appreciative of it just for the fact that it's there. That's a gift. (laughs) And that's not what's in between your legs. I'm just going to, I just had to throw that out there. Also, guys. Have something else, okay? We've been talking about this shit since we were fucking 13. We were 13 talking about like, yeah, I grabbed her boobs. Oh, that's so fucking sick, bro. Guys, we got to figure out something else, okay? Here's an example. How have you been? I've been doing really good, man. Really? What's been going on? Well, I just had a little girl and uh, everything's just kind of really stable and happy in my life. It's been awesome. Oh, good for you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, you too, man. How much cooler does that sound than, hey, man, how you been? Good. Got laid in that last night. I fucked her so hard. Okay. Now I'm picturing that and my day's ruined. Be a cooler person. Don't talk about it anymore. And also, here's the other aspect of that. He probably didn't get laid. He just knows the response that that answer elicits. You know what I mean? He knows that when someone asks him what he's doing and he says he got laid, he's like, fuck yeah, they think I'm, they think I'm swag money. <laughs> I don't know why I said swag money. They think I'm the dope, the dopeness. Stop trying to say cool words, VJ. Just talk like you talk. Okay. I have this, I have, I have like a, a thought that goes through my head when I hear guys talking about sex. Okay. Guys that are, Probably a little overweight, probably out of shape, probably gross to look at. And that's not fat shaming. I'm talking strictly from the stance of the woman um, who got together with you when you were in your prime and now has watched you devolve into this because gross. Um, Hopefully you've turned other aspects of yourself into the attraction point for your girl because if you stayed the same person or you got worse and you also got grosser, that's going to come to an end quick. So either 
you keep everything that she was initially attracted to primo or as the things that she was initially attracted to start to devolve, you pick up other aspects of yourself for to draw that attraction, like the type of husband you are and the type the type of conversation you bring to the table, the amount of care you give. Does that make sense? Don't be fucking stupid. How about that? And don't be just a fucking lazy piece of shit. Also, you probably didn't get late, okay? You've been married for over 30 years, all right? She hasn't touched your dick since last Christmas. And if she did, it's one of the things that I think about when I watch, when I think about other people having sex, and it's called missionary or miserable. <laughs> you either did missionary and you got the job done and you tried to change it up, nothing actually happened, and you both just got winded and you had to take a nap. I don't mean to go in so hard on this one. Coming in halfway through a podcast and I've had just like a normal day. I haven't had like anything to... (laughs) I've just been sitting there. Just been sitting there just brewing. But anyways. Anyways. But yeah, man. I know at the beginning of this episode I talked about how my elbows were all fucked up and I'm stuck in a 90 degree. And this is technically the next day that I'm finishing this recording. And it's the same shit. Okay? I'm stuck in a 90 degree. Everything fucking sucks. I feel like... I feel you know, partially crippled. I can't do anything. I can only hold Gracie for probably like three minutes before my elbows start like just agonizing, aching pain, but it is what it is. One thing that I did do for it though, is I, uh, I, I, I drank like a gallon of water yesterday. Cause I'm like, you know, lube up the joints. And I also, I've been fucking taking my CBD, babe. I take my CBD. What CBD do I take? That's a great question. I take chill wellness CBD Chill Wellness is one of the best CBD companies out there right now. I know that the market has become kind of saturated with the CBD. It's because all every Tom, Dick, and Sally who thinks that they can just throw together a CBD product to make a quick buck came in and kind of saturated the market with bullshit. But Chill Wellness is one of those that they came in. The owner started it with the foundational goal of helping his daughter. He didn't start it with the foundational goal of like, let's make a quick buck and sell them in gas stations. It was his daughter was diagnosed with arthritis. From how they source their ingredients to how it makes you feel, they're committed to restoring movement and joy through the powerful, all-natural solutions of their CBD products. And if you want to try and get them, okay, you want to try and have your own, VJ, I'm pretty stressed out on the regs. Baby, gorgeous. Take some of this. Serious. Hop in there at checkout, type in promo code VJJulio15. That's VJJulio15 in the promo code at checkout, 15% off your entire cart. And by the way, of course, as always, that is G-I-U-L-I-O. Been doing that for 28 years. I almost said 27 because I have yet to accept the fact that I'm 28 and thus for only two years away from being 30. And my stomach just dropped into my freaking, oh, God. That makes me sick. That makes me sick. I'm old. I'm going to have a two-year-old in two years. And you're like, and I know right now you're like, wow, that was the dumbest thing you've ever said. Until you have a baby, you don't get it. Time is fleeting. It's, what the fuck is the, what the fuck is the Wolf of Wall Street quote? It's Fugazi, it's Fugazi, it's a Hoosie, it's a Wazi, fairy dust. That's how I fucking feel about how fast time flies. She's four months old. She's four months old. I'm not going to get into it. We'll get into it in a different episode. Never an episode. I'm going to close this episode out. All right. Go to the website. Um, 
I just forgot it. <laughs> I almost said, I almost said, go to the Wilson, the website showwellness.com. Uh, go to that website if you want, but also go to the website <laughs> cheer up, babe, the podcast.com. You will find links to episodes, uh, merch. If you don't find merch, I don't have it in my hands yet. That's just is what it is, baby doll. But you can also write emails to us from there. Try and get entered into the podcast. Next episode, we're going to have a conversation with Popzilla. Okay. I'm going a, I'm to a call my dad and we're going to ask some fatherhood advice. We're going to go back and forth. Now that we're both dads, <laughs> fucking sick. Now that we're both dads, we're going to have a little back and forth conversation. So stay tuned for that. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening in. That that helps boost how many people it gets pushed to and all that kind of fun stuff. So leave a review if you'd like. It doesn't even have to be a good review, whatever. And remember, don't be a bummer. Cheer up, babe.